This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gardening on C103 with Bandon Co-op Garden Centres in Bandon, Kinsale and Enniskeen. For top quality plants, advice and value, think Bandon Co-op Garden Centres. C103. And Peter Dowdle, our resident gardener, joining us. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Let me get straight into lots of uh, texts and questions in because it's been lovely weather. Bit miserable today now, but it's been it's been fabulous weather and people have been hopefully out and about enjoying their garden. But here's a lovely text that came in uh, it's from Sheila to say, Hi, for the day that's in it with your gardening slot, I thought I would tell you and Peter what I did. My border hadn't been dug for about three or four years. My excuse was I was leaving it wild for the butterflies and the bees. Nettles and weeds were waist high and I really couldn't face digging it out. So I scattered some pony nuts into it and I let my pet pig in he literally tore up the thistles and the nestles by the roots and I now only have to dig it over and get out planting isn't that a great eco way to do <laughs> Fantastic. it Fantastic! absolutely I love it absolutely. If, only I had a, if only I had a pig I was just going to say all we all need is like Sheila to have a pet pig. Okay. Uh, And and another person in with advice saying something was eating my marigolds in the patio. So I put a small bunch of wild garlic from the garden amongst the marigolds. Hey presto, it worked. They're all fine now. That's fabulous. And I wonder what was eating them because wild garlic and normal garlic, any of those kind of alliums will... um, will deter aphids and things like that, like green fly, white fly and all those kind of aphids. But marigolds should as well. So it's probably not an aphid. I wonder what it was, but it's good to know. And that's just uh, 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 plant companions. Not That's not the term. Uh, I'm trying to think of the term, but it's just using plants to help other plants, if you like. But it's and, great. It's fantastic. But it's great the way, you know, they are very eco-friendly ways, environmentally friendly ways of controlling something that's going wrong, isn't it? Well, like I'm, I'm, I'm a scratch record for going on about it, Trish. But like, I mean, if you go pre-World War Two, there were no garden chemicals, uh, and they had fantastic gardens. And we've we've all fallen foul or fallen victim to, to the marketing of these garden chemicals in the in the last sixty or seventy years. But absolutely, they're not needed. Yeah, I saw somebody uh, only during the week out spraying. The, the verge outside his house and I just got so annoyed when I saw it because I lost a cat a number of years ago to uh, Grimoxone poisoning and they reckon the cat had just walked over and of course licked her paws and a small cat needs the smallest amount and it was just dreadful. It's just dreadful. So you've got to be really, really careful if you're going down that route of uh, spraying. Okay, let's get straight into questions. I've got a Japanese maple tree. I got it as a present. I haven't set it yet. To be honest, I don't know much about the Japanese maple tree. 
it's red in colour that's all I know I'd like to ask uh, Peter does it lose its leaves in winter or anything else any suggestions as to where I should plant it Okay, well, yeah, Japanese, Japanese maples, plural, if you like, because there are dozens of different, if not hundreds of different varieties of Japanese maple, but they're, they tend to be, particularly the ones that we would grow here, they tend to be all uh, cultivars of, of Acer palmatum, right? And the, the red leaf form, it could it could be Atropurpureum, it could be Crimson Queen, it could, there's dozens of them, as I say, but they all, uh, they all require the same conditions if you like so they want a soil which is ideally slightly acidic in its ph so a ph of slightly seven or under now in honesty trisha i've found that they're not that ph sensitive but much more important for them is that the 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 soil that they're in isn't waterlogged because they can be prone to getting fungal infection so you don't want them to be in very damp soil they just won't tolerate it Uh, and then probably the most important thing of all is shelter from the wind they do not like and they will not tolerate being in a windy position so what i always kind of think is good advice particularly with the new japanese maple if it's growing in a pot like it is at the moment well position that pot in a few in somewhere position the pot where you'd like to plant it first so in other words if you want to plant it in a particular part of the garden put it over there now pot and all don't plant it and see if it likes that position in terms of the wind you'll know quick enough if it doesn't because you'll start seeing signs of wind burn and the tips of the leaves and the stems will all start shriveling and that's that's wind burn so then you'll know okay it's not happy here so I won't plant it here and then move it to somewhere else and keep moving it and this might take a year or more uh, but keep moving it until till you know that okay it seems very happy here and then plant it there um, so shelter from the wind not waterlogged soil and ideally acid soil and it's beautiful Oh, they're absolutely one of the nicest yeah. trees you could have. They're gorgeous, yeah, they really are. Now, Carla sent us in an email that I think John Paul has sent on to you saying, Hi Peter, do you know what type of weed this is and how to treat it? It has great big roots and it's growing into a drain pipe in the dark underground. Any solutions? And it does look like it's, it's a huge big root has gone into the drain pipe. We have, unfortunately, and I've just seen this photograph literally in the last few seconds, but unfortunately I can't make out, I can just see the the kind of mud and and the root. I can't see yeah. any stem or foliage. So I don't know, no, I'm good, but I'm not that good. It's Chris, hard sorry. to work out um, what it is, isn't it? Because I can't see any foliage. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at everything she's shown me there. So there's the drain pipe, if you like, or the, where the drain pipe was. I don't know is a short answer. If, the, if there's anything else that she could show us in, in terms of foliage or stems coming out of that root system, I'll try and identify it. It looks, it, the, the only thing I can say is it looks like a tree root. Uh, and roots, uh, uh, Trish, believe it or not, I mean, plants are intelligent. So uh, I know people are listening to the radio and going, to, did, did he actually just say that? But they are. Uh, and what I mean by that is they have what's called this meristematic region to their root system which is their smart the, the equivalent of our smart stuff that's the smart zone of their root system and it, it the meristematic region um determines what way the root should travel so it starts sensing where there's water and where there's nutrient and that's what that's why roots go in in particular ways uh, none of it's left a chance so some plants will have a i suppose for want of a better word they'll be more sensitive to water and they'll actually go in search of water in pipes and things like that, particularly willows, some of the poplars uh, and things like that. And this picture, whilst I can't identify exactly what it is, it does illustrate 
the risk of planting certain trees too near to, to septic tanks and drainage areas and, and drains uh, because they can cause untold trouble, particularly if there's a crack in the pipe, the root will get in and just make it worse and worse and worse. So it is just something to be careful of, but unfortunately, no, I can't give it a definitive answer So fo- we need, we need pictures of the, of the foliage of what grows out from that uh, root and when you might be able to identify it then. So Carl, if you want to get back on to us on that. Uh, Michael and Bantry, I recently purchased an oak half barrel my plan is to use it for a miniature pond. Do I have to seal it? Says Michael. Well, yes, you will, yeah, because it, it will, um, it, the water will seep out, obviously, otherwise. Um, so you would seal it. There are there are sealant paints you can get. Um, I know uh, Atkins on the Straight Road in Cork certainly used to, and I'm sure they probably still do, uh, the do a range of sealant products for ponds so I would steer you towards Atkins and the straight road now I'm, that, that's not to single them out over any other garden centre I'm sure there are other garden centres that do them as well I just know from my own experiences that that used to be where I would go to get stuff but you you, you could line it with a pond liner uh, but equally there are kind of they're nearly like rubber paints that you paint on to seal it so, so that's probably what I would use Marie says is now the time to cut back Pyrrhus and to feed it and if so with what? Uh, if it's finished flowering, now Pyrrhus are those beautiful ones, Trish, the, you know the forest flame where you yeah, have lovely new gorgeous. that lovely red and it's real stunners of plants. Uh, but they actually flower as well, so they, they have these racemes of lovely white lily of the valley type flowers. So if yours has finished flowering, well then yes, now is the time to cut it back. Because I was just admiring one the other day that was still in full bloom, so I wouldn't dream of cutting it back yet. But if yours has finished flowering, then yes, cut it back. Uh, and you can feed it, but then if it's an established plant, in other words, if it's been in the ground for more than a couple of years, and if it's good, showing good red gro- new growth and it's flowering well for you, well, then an established shrub really shouldn't need much in feeding. If it's looking a bit hungry, so there there are two things that you could look at. If it's if it's yellowing of the leaf and it's it's not looking great, then it could be a lack of iron because pyrus are another plant that like a, a slightly lower pH, like an acid or ericaceous soil. If they don't have that, they won't curl up and die, but they won't thrive. And one of the ways you You'd see it is yellowing of the leaves that they can't get the iron from the soil so you then need to feed them with the iron in, in a form that's available to the plant roots so that's in a chelated or sequestered form so if your pyrus is, is healthy and green and good red growth and good flowers i wouldn't need there's no need to feed it if it is looking a bit yellow uh, if the foliage is looking a bit yellow, then yes, feed it with sequestered or chelated iron uh, and that that will drive it on. Breathe Hi, uh, Peter. Can I cut back a large lilac bush? It's now gone over six foot. Will it grow back? Will it flower next year? And do I cut it back after flowering? Many thanks. OK, well, the answer, and I wonder is the same question because I've seen this question a few times over the last few days in emails and on Facebook, and I wonder if it's the same person. And if it is... Uh, uh, the, the answer is yes, you can cut it back, but I'm slow to advise cutting it back because lilac, and the time to do it is yes, after flowering. So, you know, again, if, if yours is finished now, you could cut it back now if it isn't just wait another couple of weeks. The reason I'm hesitant to do it is because it, they tend not to respond well to being cut back. Uh, not that you'll harm the tree as such or the shrub, but... Uh, when you cut it back, it produces a lot more growth, but it's foliage growth, not flower growth. So um, 
you you won't like a lot of shrubs the more you prune them back the more flowers are going to produce but not so with lilac it tends to produce a lot more leafy growth for the next few years if you do it so the answer to your question is yes you can cut it back the time is around about now as soon as the flowers finish uh, but I'll leave it to yourself whether you want to with the knowledge that once you cut it back you'll be it will replace it will grow again but with lots of leaf growth as opposed to flower growth Hi Helena Hi uh, Peter My wedding tear tree I know Peter has a different name for this tree. All the leaves are gone from the branches, but there are still some on the main stem. What could be the cause of it? Wedding tear tree. With the, yeah, there's actually two or three plants that are referred to as the wedding tear or wedding cake tree, but I'm guessing that it's Cornus controversa variegata, which is a mouthful of a name, but for an absolutely beautiful, beautiful tree. And it's the common name is very descriptive because it grows in these tiers, just like a wedding cake. And it's a stunning, stunning specimen if grown well. But uh, I, I'm nervous when I hear the description of the problem. I, I really would like to see a picture. But... It does sound like a fungal infection and, and these cornice controversies are, can be quite prone to it. Um, the only thing that you see, normally when, when we would have an infection like this, Trish, as, as I've often given the advice in your programme, is to, to remove the infected growth and then to treat it and to feed it. But you see, if we remove the infected growth from this cornice, you lose that lovely tiered effect because you, you, you might be cutting out a lot of the tears. So I would try doing two of the three steps here which is to drench the plant and to drench the soil around it with a solution of, of copper sulphate mixed with water. This is a, an organic broad-spectrum fungicide which will control a lot of fungal problems in the soil that may have got into the tree. So that's the first course of action, a, a solution of copper sulphate and water. The second thing to do is to drench again the, the, the soil around the plant with the nature safe liquid seaweed uh, it's a very very good Irish made organic rich plant food that will try and drive it on and increase the vigour of that plant to make it more uh, resistant and stronger if you like in terms of getting over this infection um, normally what I'd recommend is to prune out any infected growth as well however as I just said in this case you might be completely destroying the shape so I'd rather not prune out infected growth at the moment see if the the medicine if you like that the copper sulfate cures the infection and the branches that are there some or all of them may leaf up again they may not unfortunately but they may and the last important thing is to uh, it's good plant hygiene make sure that you're not leaving infected leaves or dead stems around the base of the plant because it'll only make the problem worse but I'm afraid I'm going to cross my fingers across okay. both, both fingers on both hands with that one because it may or may not be successful Okay a listener from the Formoy Rathgormick area Hi uh, Peter could I have the name of a supplier of bark mulch I need to buy it by the trailer load because of a very large area to cover you have any recommendations for bark mulch in large quantities? Uh, the the only people that I could think of, and they're they're who I use myself when I'm doing gardens for people, is um, Noblewood Landscapes. Noblewood, there now it depends where you are, of course, but they're in Cork. They're they're they're, they're online, obviously, so you can order it online. Uh, but I know they're they're outside Carrigline, they're in Cork, but they do different different ranges and different. Um, what am I trying to say? Different grades of bark mulch. You have everything from a very fine grade up to your normal park chip. Uh, so I would get on to them uh, and. Um, and what are they called again? Get on with no, them. what did you call them? Noblewood. Noble, Noble, Noblewood. 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 Okay. Hi. Tell, uh, tell them Peter sent you. Will do. Uh, Mary says hi. Uh, could you ask Peter, please? How can I get rid of buttercups in my lawn? They're spreading all over. They actually seem to be killing off the grass. Keep up the great work. Now I love buttercups, but if it's killing off the grass, obviously Mary doesn't. How did you get rid of buttercups? Yeah, I love them too. And oh, I was only admiring great. them in a public space the other day. They, they really, I just love the colour of them. But 
yes, creeping buttercup will kill off the grass, and it, it is that. So, like, I remember the first time, Trish, that we, we had a question regarding weeds of the lawn, you and I, and I, I, I'm going to say 20 years ago, I hate to say probably a few more years now than 20 years ago, but we'll say 20 years ago. And I remember saying quite tongue-in-cheek, go learn to love the daisies and yeah. learn to love the buttercups. And, and and since then, I've become less tongue-in-cheek about it and more vehement about it, to, to the point of now I'm saying it not tongue-in-cheek at all. I'm encouraging people to learn to love the, the weeds. So first of all, learn to love the buttercups. But if you can't, uh, and if they really are wrecking your head, then it's just a bit of it's just a bit of donkey work i'm afraid i'm certainly not going to recommend any chemical to to start pouring on the lawns to to kill them off so but they will come out quite easy but it's just in that the, the root system isn't deep but you it's it's just going to be time you need to get in there really with a hand trowel there's no point scarifying it because particularly if it's creeping buttercup because you're only pruning it and spreading the problem you really actually need to get in there with a hand trowel or a hand fork and dig up each individual one uh but once you do that and the whole thing about if if you want good quality green grass lawn with no weeds and no moss, the whole thing is about good grass growth, healthy grass growth. It's not about pouring on weed killers and chemicals. It's about maintaining good, healthy grass growth. And you do that uh, from maintaining correct pH for grass growth, which is slightly alkaline. You do that with scarifying at once. It's a lot of work. There is a lot of work, but that is the best way. So you go out there now, and there's a lot of work to remove the buttercup, uh, but then to maintain the lawn uh, with optimum conditions is the best way to stop it coming back. Okay, good luck with that. Ours, Peter says, learn to love the buttercups. Uh, Sheila says, hi, uh, Peter. I set pyracantha red column shrubs. I was watering them with a mixture of seaweed liquid feed. The leaves got very big and out of proportion. I wonder, did I kill them with kindness? Advice appreciated, says Sheila. Well, I, I said... The seaweed feed, whichever you were using, may well have caused the leaves to get too big, absolutely. But I, w- I wonder when you say kill them with kindness, I wonder is the end of that question that they died or is it just that the leaves have got bigger? So um, I would say, yes, you can overfeed things, absolutely. You, could, you can kill plants by overfeeding them. So that there's a short answer to a, 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 the question. Uh, so that is possible, yes, you can give them too much nutrients. So you can kill a plant with kindness. Uh, and as I say, an established plant, you shouldn't need feeding at all. But new pyracanthus will, will benefit from it. But if it's just that the leaves have got a bit big, too big at the moment, I wouldn't worry about it. Lay off the feeding and just make sure they're getting enough water over the long, hot, dry summer that I know we're going to enjoy. Um, uh, and I'd say you should be okay. OK. Hi, Peter. Is now the right time to cut back heathers? The flowers are just going off. Yes. Uh, and heathers are one that they're, they're an easy one to remember, if you like, that because depending, believe it or not, Trish, depending on your choice of heather, you could have a heather in the garden in flower for each of the 12 months of the year with, with, with a few different. So you have spring flowering, summer flowering, winter flowering. So depending on which variety you have, uh, and as with this color, it's obviously a spring one because it's finishing flowering now. So depending on which ones you have, you just cut them back when they're finished flowering. And the way to cut them back is quite simple and quite straightforward. You want them to grow horizontally around the ground. You don't want them to grow up towards the sky. So to, to encourage them to do that, just with a scissors, uh, or if they're if they're thicker, even a head shears, you just prune them to keep them flat. Now make sure you're leaving greenery below your cut. You don't cut into any brown or, or brown or, or foliage, any wood with no foliage. Make sure you're leaving greenery below your cut. But just there's no mystery to it. Just cut them as flat as you can to encourage them to grow sideways. And a final one from Greta in Crookstown to say, I'm after growing hydrangeas from slips. Well done, Greta. They're coming on fine, but I'm wondering, is it too soon to take them out of the pots and put them into the ground? 
I would say, yeah, if you, if you, if you, depending when you've took the cuttings, if it's only been this season, like in the last month or two, then I would say yes, it's 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 too soon. You may as well leave them their root system established a bit more. But yeah, and plant them out then in a month or two. Okay, all right. Have you a busy week? Are you very busy at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy until 2025 I think Trish thanks be to yeah. God I suppose the whole world has gone gardening so it makes us busier and on this Friday on you know I do the Facebook live now yeah. on Friday answering questions as well at 1 o'clock on the Irish Gardener on Facebook and I'll be joined this week by I know a lot of people would like to see him again it's Darren Joyce he was the winner of Super Garden in 2018 uh, he he did that garden like the with the the lock the, the lock gate. It was gate, beautiful. Remember. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's stunning. So he's joining me for a chat about that on Friday on one o'clock on Facebook's Irish, the Irish Gardener. Okay, look forward to that. Listen, Peter, have a good week, and we'll chat to you next Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks for that. That Thanks. is uh, Peter Dowdle at theirishgardener.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.